Farmers Insurance knows that when you're in the car and that song comes on. No, not that one. Ah, yes, that's the one. You have no choice but to pull out your imaginary drumsticks and smash those cymbals and stomp on that kick pedal, which unfortunately is also known as the accelerator pedal. And we covered it. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Rob McCarran. Breaking news, the rating for Raw is likely to fall at 2.7 or 2.8. Sting versus Flair did a 5-4. Jeff Hawkins. This is a joke. I'm going to kick your butt when I, once I get bail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. Top down, we're ready to go. To all the people across every nation. Turn it up and give me some more. Balloon guy! I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but first impressions are often entirely wrong. You can look at a painting for the first time, for example, and not like it at all. But after looking at it a little longer, you may find it very pleasing. The first time you try gorgonzola cheese, you may find it too strong. But when you are older, you may want to eat nothing but gorgonzola cheese. Kloss, when Sunny was born, did not like her at all. But by the time she was six weeks old, the two of them were thick as thieves. Your initial opinion on just about anything may change over time. Lemony Snicket, the bad beginning. Today on Shake Them Ropes, the draft, a bad beginning or not so much? especially after following a pretty good Raw. Our scheduled guest, LaToya Ferguson, unfortunately will not be able to join us today. So you're stuck with me and Rob. Oh, I, I was hoping you were going to do, in a brilliant bit of comedy, I was hoping <laughs> you would do the intro just as you had it planned, as if LaToya was still on the show today. <laughs> LaToya had- Ferguson joins us, and then, and then I come in all cheery and chipper and ready to start <laughs> STR-161 and say, Jeff, change of plans. I really had nothing scripted after the quote, so I was going. Oh, on you're just you're just going. Okay, you're going. You're, yeah, that's fine. You can. Well, unfortunately, yep. no. But uh, oh, if you want me ranting here, well, I will we, rant about this draft. We're going to get you into rant. ranting. Oh, 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 I don't even know why. I you might be one of these annoying people that I'm going to rant on. I don't know. Oh, we'll we'll see. I, I, maybe. I mean, I you know, I nothing's happened yet on the brands. You know, nothing's happened yet. But I I should explain first. Uh, today we had Latoya Ferguson of the AV Club uh, scheduled to join us as our guest today. It is not canceled; it is postponed. She will hopefully join us later this week, which means Jeff. Of all the weeks we picked to pick a uh, to have a bonus show, <laughs> apparently we're going daily this week. If you like me, this is a great week for you. If you hate me, this is one of the worst weeks of your lives. Yeah, so we're going to try to have some audio up either Thursday or Friday, getting uh, Latoya Ferguson's thoughts on the draft, on the road to Battleground, um, and her and her history writing the Raw Review at AV Club, because I've this is something that ever since AV Club started doing the Raw Reviews, I was really interested in. Like, mm-hmm. all of these different websites, the mainstream websites have started just reviewing Raw. You know, Rolling Stone reviews Raw. ESPN has all this stuff going on with WWE and talking about Raw. Like it's all over the place. And you talk about how WWE has gone more mainstream and, you know, that's true. But 
Reviewing a TV show is not something that I would see on so many websites that were not wrestling related websites. And here we are. AV Club is expanding. And that's one one thing we'll talk about with with, uh, LaToya later this week, too. AV Club is expanding. They're going to start reviewing SmackDown as well now that it's a live show. Do you think, I mean, in terms of the media, the action, I mean, AV Club, I understand why they're doing it. But like the Rolling Stones of the world and the Forbes of the world doing mock drafts. And are these quid pro quo type things? Is, is there money being exchanged for well, this kind of exposure? Maybe, because maybe in wrestling's, a bit, yeah. it's never been colder. That's the weird thing is you look at the ratings and oh, ratings don't well, matter. Well, fine. I get that. But the product is ne- doesn't have much buzz to it. I don't, why, I don't believe that's now? true. I don't believe that's true. I think it's, it was colder in the late 2000s. It was colder in the mid 2000s than it is right now for sure. I mean, John Cena's hitting up. Uh, he's more mainstream than ever. Think about that after 12 years. John Cena okay. is more mainstream than ever. I don't agree that it's colder. And you look at the ratings going down. But ratings are going down for almost everything except for the, the hottest of hot TV shows. I'm like that's what ratings school. are going up for. But but it's not water cooler talk like, say, the Attitude Era when they couldn't get coverage in these mainstream press. But now, I, why now? I think that's, this is the most, it's the most popular it's been since the Attitude Era. It really is. And in the last 15 years, WWE is the hottest right now. Wow. You got the ringer out there. You got this podcast network of over a million downloads. What is it, a month? Maybe even more? The Ringer podcasts are talking about WWE. ESPN is covering WWE on television. Those who may not actually watch it are at least more familiar with it now because they see the characters on SportsCenter and, and the news outlets. I, it's not, I, am it's I crazy not fair to, think? to No, hold on. It's not fair to include ESPN in this because that's an ad buy. Either way, it's on ESPN television. Yeah. But I mean, is it an ad buy to put them in Rolling Stone, even though, I mean... Even though they they do articles on other wrestlers that are not affiliated. Well, then we can also be talking about how WWE might be uh, spending their ad money more wisely. Okay, it's that's working. fine. That's it's working. That's all I wanted to. That's all I wanted to establish. Is this a quid pro quo? Is this we're buying the exposure? You know, kind of like getting like tens of thousands of eggs as your Twitter followers to seem impressive. Well, I know or they're not. Do- oh, well, oh, all those eggs out there. I wish they would follow me. I'll I'll take twenty thousand eggs following me. Hasn't happened yet, though. Trying to get that blue check mark. Posting plenty of followers. What? what? Sex hasn't happened, or the what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh, just just start posting like raucous start. tweets, and you'll have every cam girl in the world following you. Trust me. I don't. I don't have too many cam girls following me. It's it's crazy. I I want that blue check mark though. I want the I want the blue verified check mark. I uh, you know they're open now. The check want- marks. You want Reddit approval. You I want Reddit approval. check marks. You, you're just a man with low self-esteem. Well, I mean, that's undoubtedly true. Yes, uh, that is. I mean, I can't deny that. Uh, but how could I not be, Jeff, when, uh, you know, every, yeah, almost every episode lately, I've been telling the people, hey, free way to support our show. Guess what? Go, uh, go write a review on iTunes. Go send us a rating on iTunes. Very easy, very quick. It would help us out. And you're. You're showing your support for the show, which is greatly appreciated. Uh, And then I go onto the iTunes today to see if uh, we've gotten any of these new uh, ratings and reviews. Jeff, you might be happy with this one. We got a a rating and review from someone named Keep Choppin yesterday. (laughs) The title of the review is Cringeworthy. And the review says, Hawkins is fine. Good job, Jeff. (laughs) 
Rob is I'm an insuff- <laughs> Rob is an insufferable mark for himself and WWE. You are not a real journalist. Journalist is in quotation marks. Am I not a real fake journalist? Is that what he's saying? I'm not sure, but uh, I don't claim to be a journalist. I am, however, an insufferable mark for myself. That is true. I'm merely adequate, so you're fine. You're fine. I mean, the guy gave us one star. You're, you're probably this the one the star. This is the guy. This is the guy who doesn't like you anyway. So don't take this personally. The, the guy, just the one, right? No, 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 no. Well, it's. We'll talk about this off. Oh yeah. Oh, some off-air talk. That doesn't happen very often. The mm-hmm. uh, the yeah, off-air uh, secret sharing. Usually, I just I I just uh, divulge all the secrets here on air. Yeah. Well. You and then and then off air you say why'd you have to say that on air Rob no no my fine is only worth one star so it will go off air you got you got the one star yeah you got the one star but I appreciate all the reviews even if they're going to be negative go send us I some reviews no I don't appreciate that one star review no I, you yeah. don't like it oh you don't it, like it, it it drives down the numbers I want to keep our average uh, <laughs> it drives down the numbers uh, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes at bit.ly/striTunes that's bit.ly slash str itunes or go search itunes or any podcast platform for shake them ropes we are pretty much everywhere i found out we're even on Podbean. i don't know how that happened we're on like all these podcast platforms that i never signed up for but we're there so uh go listen to us spreaker is another one we're on spreaker somehow so uh, uh good for all that but tune in radio stitcher itunes voices of wrestling.com slash str is the website if you want to catch all of our past shows you can do it there and jeff tell people where they can find you on twitter at crap game 13 at crap game 13. I am at shake them ropes and we'll see if I get this blue verified check mark because anyone can apply for the check mark now. So you knew I was all up on that. If I don't have the check mark a week from now, you know, I failed miserably. I don't know if they give uh, check marks to, uh, to wrestling podcasters. Well, I mean, they give it to video creators at BuzzFeed, so That's true. why not you? That's true. My, I have I have friends with blue check marks, and you know what? They, you they do? Get to yep. go, they get to go to private par- No, they don't get to go to private <laughs> There's the private so blue check mark party? <laughs> oh, you know, you have the first class lounge of Twitter that all the people with blue check marks get to hang out in yeah. and laugh at the plebs, and yeah, sure. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a world that I want to be a part of. It's not a world that I'm going to be welcome to. Or welcome, welcomed in, but it's a world I want to be a part of. A uh, world full of happiness that you have never known. Or, like Miz. <laughs> Poor Miz. Poor Miz. <laughs> Why am I saying poor Miz? This dude's a movie star. He's uh, He's got a <laughs> WWE job for life. Rob, you are king of the segues. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what I'm segueing for. This entire show was researched and prepared as if we were going to have LaToya Ferguson on and she will join us later. So that's great. I apologize for those who were really looking forward to LaToya today. You're stuck with Robin, uh, Robin, myself. I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not Jeff. <laughs> oh. This is, this is some start. I'm leaving on my own show. I'm leaving it what all in. What's going on? Oh, I should just hang up now. You can't. <laughs> I you know. Can't. I'm Cause then all these poor people are getting 40 more minutes of me by myself. Oh. And the insufferable mark for himself in the WWE. Oh, wait, the plant for the WWE, the, the, the paid shill for the WWE. I can uh, I can tell you all I never got paid by WWE. Oh, he does it pro bono to do this show or to do uh, the uh, the appearance I made at the Performance Center. God, everyone I met at the Performance Center is now on Raw or SmackDown. Nice. Everybody pretty much except for poor Hideo Itami. 
He's just now getting back to the ring. But uh, we have this WWE draft to talk about. Um, Twitter was hurting my soul yesterday. A lot of the reactions were hurting me. And I'm not saying anyone's wrong or I'm not saying anyone's right. And you're probably going to rant and I'm probably going to be, you know, punching myself in the face because of it. No, I want you to play good cop to my bad cop today. I want you to talk. See, this is the thing about my cynicism. Occasionally, I need you to talk me off the ledge. Yeah, I do. We'll see if I do that. And I'm not even trying to I'm not trying to be good cop just for the sake of being good cop either. No, 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 no. I'm watching. You are. Go ahead. You are admittedly more of a WWE fan, to be honest with you, than me. You are. You also (laughs) you take a much more measured account from time to time. Sometimes. Because, well, and also, no offense, you get the flagship show to review. I have to watch SmackDown now. <laughs> and and it's, you know, I, I will start with good in the product. I will probably backtrack to Raw before we get into the draft, just to just to lead up to my quote-unquote negative. Because I know people listen and go, oh, Jeff doesn't like the product, and oh, he's so, he's so negative about everything. And it's like, no, I'm just critical about certain things and the way things are done as in the macro and that's probably what I'm going to go with here but uh no please let us begin yeah and i i uh you know the the draft i was really excited for this week you know for everyone who listened to our show on monday i was really excited for this week of tv uh to find out who the raw and smackdown gms were going to be to see who uh who was going where but also the more important part of the draft really is to see what each show is going to look like not so much where individual talents are going to be but what is the show going to look like And one of the main criticisms out there, and maybe you share this, Jeff, one of the main criticisms is the fact that a lot of people are going into this thinking, I want two unique shows. I want an individual brand on Raw. I want like a unique brand on Raw. And then I want something different on SmackDown. I don't want to be watching the same show with different people two nights a week, like what we have right now, because really what we had before this draft was the biggest stars on Raw. And those storylines kind of continuing on SmackDown, but nothing getting accomplished on SmackDown. It was the same people on both shows and then SmackDown would be done. And it was it was as if it never even happened because things would even be rematched on Raw or things would be forgotten from SmackDown on Raw. But now we're going to have a situation where it's two completely different rosters. But do you feel, Jeff, with these two completely different rosters that we got two unique brands, two unique identities to the show? I had measured my response about two unique shows when they started to kind of temper on what the brand extension would be. And they started this whole GM talk and and the two McMahons being in competition with each other. And you kind of knew they weren't going to do one wrestling and one sports entertainment show. What I then decided I was going to hold my expectations up to were two equally strong shows. And I don't feel I got that at all. I feel that SmackDown is a B minus show, possibly even if we want to go that low. So I had worked myself. I mean, I thought there might be some out of the box thinking, even in so far as the draft. And I didn't get that. I thought the network stuff was really, really good. But I I just there's so much working against SmackDown that I thought we were going to get. I thought it was going to be a new era type of show. Yeah, I thought it was going to be. Different. I thought it was going to be as strong. I thought they were going to put on something equally as strong on Tuesday as Monday to make me want to watch. 
And I don't feel I got that. And so I'm disappointed in that. Yeah, I don't. So before, I, let's, okay, before we deep dive into this. Yeah, we're not diving in. I, wanna, I wanted to go just on that point, too, because I, I feel like others, I don't think we have two separate identities of the shows. We have Raw and we have SmackDown, both are WWE shows. NXT is a different identity. It yes. really is. As far as what happens, they build up to their pay-per-views. The show's not, you know, from week to week, the shows aren't necessarily great, but they're building towards something with everybody. So I get that. Uh, Raw and SmackDown, they're going to be similar shows on Mondays, even though you have this cruiserweight division on Raw. And we'll talk about these cruiserweights because we didn't get a lot of them drafted to Raw. In fact, we got Shane McMahon drafting who, who many... I, you know, I thought if you're going to do a cruiserweight division, Callisto's going to be in it. No, Callisto goes to SmackDown. You know, Shane McMahon somewhat does a little uh, swerve on Raw and they draft Callisto to SmackDown. Uh, you know, a lot of notes here. Heath Slater didn't get drafted. We got the big names. I feel like <laughs> that I feel Heath like Slater uh, vignette, that Heath Slater vignette yes, on the, the vignette's great. is the best thing about the draft. It yeah. was so great. Yeah, Heath Slater, if you didn't see it, Heath Slater is uh, waiting for his draft spot to blow up. And uh, <laughs> at the end of the night, he's the last one in the room. The lights go off. Heath Slater not drafted. Now they have a story up on WWE.com about how he's in negotiations with Gabe Sapolsky of Evolve to go there. So uh, they're doing something. I, I hope I hope he shows up to both shows and gets kicked out of each one until finally, like, putting on a mask and somehow getting in as like okay, a free agent. I'll take, take something. I'll take that. Yeah, take something. Do something with it. Um, but a lot of notes, uh, it's just a lot of different stuff. So much to dive into. I think what I want to do first is mention, well, I've seen the talk and it was driving me nuts about how SmackDown is so, so clearly the B show, so overshadowed or over, uh, overshadowed by raw, even though they got the biggest stars on the show, SmackDown got John Cena, they got AJ Styles, they got Randy Orton, they got the current champion, Dean Ambrose. Whereas the new guys who haven't been able to be proven draws yet, like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, are the guys headlining Raw. So to me, and what I think WWE is thinking, they're thinking, okay, we don't have to have as much depth on SmackDown because we gave them the biggest stars. We gave them the John Cena. I think that's what's going on there. I think you're right. But I think also, look, they've been building this story about Shane McMahon being the guy who mm. gives new guys opportunity and guys yeah. under the radar opportunity. Yeah. And then they get the retreads who are quote unquote proven. There was no buzz to this draft really until American alpha got picked by SmackDown on that side. I like the Pecky Lynch overreach. It's nice, but you picked her in front of a mid card title holder. But I think, you know, especially the news of Stephanie getting the cruiserweights, all the buzz was on that show going into this draft. All the buzz of things being fresh and new and exciting. And then the draft just reiterated it here. And the stale way they kind of did the draft. You had such a nice opportunity here to do. There's no out of the box thinking here. And that, I think that's also well, you, part of my disappointment. You talk there about really is no out of the box thinking in yeah. presentation of any way of any kind. I think we're now looking at this going, well, I mean, what I, there part of me thinks that Stephanie got the cruiserweights on raw to help soften her image as a heel just a little bit. And, you know, Raw is sure. a flagship and has more eyeballs and, and the third third hour and whatnot. But at the same time, you're like, well, we're, it just makes no character sense from a Shane point of view, any of his picks. Okay, well, let's talk about the uh, Cruiserweight. Well, on that Shane note, since you ended there, I don't think he was 
needing to come in and for the character to make sense. I don't think he needed to draft all new era guys up front. No, but he he was uh, even from a draft perspective, watching it logically, you're going Kevin Owens hasn't been taken and you're taking Becky Lynch. Why? <laughs> you know, that's the other half of it. The, the champions not the being taken. The feuds they've been up is the main event six-man in Battleground. Yeah, the, well, the champions not being taken is part of it. But, but you know, all the things about getting guys away from each other after these weeks and weeks of being together. And none of that happened either. I liked LaToya. LaToya wrote in her SmackDown review on AV Club uh, that Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, they didn't pick any women until Becky Lynch. And it was almost like it was reactionary. It's like they had no, no thought of even getting a women's division until they found, you know, that they wanted to make a reactionary pick to what cursed. Stephanie. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not because they needed a division. It's like, Hey, we're going to take a woman because you are they, and they made no uh, effort to do tag teams until American alpha. And that was a reactionary pick. Uh, and, yeah. and maybe that was just, you know, maybe you could do some better writing there, but at the same time, that have done a lot of better yes, writing and they could more have. room and everything. That's could have. Uh, Raw had four picks before SmackDown even got their third pick. Part of the trouble was the way they formatted everything of doing mm-hmm. the three picks for Raw with two picks for SmackDown in between and then going right back. Once Raw got their, you know, if we talk about numbers, Raw got one, two or one, three and five. But then they mm-hmm. got six and eight. So they were they were stacking up picks and quickly. And, and that that kind of goes into it about uh, the draft order and whatnot, but going into the cruiserweights, going into the cruiserweights, because Stephanie announced that she was going to bring a cruiserweight division to Raw, and I was getting tweets that shake them ropes from so many people talking about, well, why does Stephanie need to draft cruiserweights? She's already got them. She's announced the cruiserweights are coming in. Well, she announced that she wants to get a cruiserweight division, but she's still got to draft people to fill that division. Like, it's not like she automatically gets all of the cruiserweights just because she has a cruiserweight division. That's not, it's not how things work. And she drafted cruiserweights. I don't think that going in and maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong out there, listeners going in the cruiserweight classic participants were the filling of the roster that a lot of people expected for the cruiserweight division. Your Zack Sabres, your Kota Ibushi's, your, your Jack Gallagher's, uh, your Brian Kendrick's even your Tajiri's. Oh, I tended to think it was going to be that they weren't going to be drafted, but they were just going to be brought in as kind of marketing for the Cruiserweight Classic show on the network. Well, and, and then, then you, and then you'd have on. a couple stars that would be. Yep. Well, and, and that still could happen. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. I'm not saying you had to draft Dakota Ibushi or anything like that. I'm not. I'm just saying that, you know, after this draft, if Stephanie didn't draft into Cruiserweights, she would have none. And the Cruiserweights I'm talking about are guys like Neville and Callisto. It looks wow. as if. It looks as if Finn Balor and Sami Zayn are going to be the headliners of the Cruiserweight division. That's a possibility. I'll take that. Sami, this is where they're going. And, and, you know, that was another thing. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were not separated in this draft. They were drafted to the same show. But what I think is going to separate them on the show now, and I actually, I may be the only person in the world that actually somewhat liked the Kane segment on SmackDown this week with Mm. Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn. And let me hear me out and I'll explain it here in a second. But Sami Zayn is now billed at 205 pounds. Last week he was billed at 212. They don't make that change on their website and on their TV graphics unless they have him plan to be a cruiserweight. There's no reason to make that change. Sami Zayn, Finn Balor and Neville are going to be the headliners of the cruiserweight division. And that's the way that you can separate Sami Zayn from Kevin Owens. 
because Sami Zayn's going to be wrestling with the cruisers now. Kevin Owens ain't a cruiserweight. He tops that scale a little bit. So that's the way that they're going to separate him while still filling the show. It's nice to have a cruiserweight division, and it makes sense for it to be on Raw because they do have the uh, the longer show, the three hours versus two. Now, maybe you should have put Shane and Daniel Bryan on Raw instead of SmackDown to kind of make everything make sense. That probably could have happened. But as far as logically, the cruiserweight division being on Raw makes the most sense as far as placement for that. Now, hear me out on this Kane segment, okay? Okay. Or did you have a point for that before I get to this Kane segment? Well, I viewed it differently. I viewed it as kind of a weird way to voice the audience saying, we're okay, or not even the audience, but as an angle point of view of, man, we like you both. Stop fighting and team up finally. And and, and planting that seed a bit for down the road. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right in your analysis for right now. I think Sami Zayn's going there, but I think it, it's it's a nice planting for a possibly look. Will you two dummies who love each other stop fighting and finally team up? That could be type it. Of, type of symbolism. That could be it. I I took it a little bit different way, but that that's absolutely valid. I took it a little bit differently. I took it as like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens got into that predicament because they kept fighting each other when it wasn't their turn. Kevin Owens was going mm-hmm. in for a match right mm-hmm. against uh, against Kane. And Sami Zayn comes in and those two start fighting. And this was a lesson to them that, hey, yeah, at some point, guys, you got to stop fighting when you're not in a match with each other because it's going to be the destruction of both of you. It's going to be the destruction of both of you if you keep fighting. Now, you can take it to the next level and like, okay, maybe you guys should team up. Maybe that's even better. But at least, you know, this fight forever stuff, this always getting in, in each other's business is not helping anyone. They can't win the Intercontinental title. They can't even wrestle a match now. They have to get their thing solved and they're going to do it on battleground. I I liked what they what they may have been trying to do with that segment of Kane. Now, of course, Kane is the one who ends up leaving, standing tall and whatnot. And then Sami Zayn is immediately drafted by Stephanie McMahon as he lay dead in the ring. That was a little odd. But as far as the symbolism, like, hey, guys, stop fighting or else nothing will ever be accomplished with you two. Like you'll you can fight each other. But you're never going to get past that and nothing else good will happen. You're going to get, you know, choke slam by Kane if you just keep running into each other's way. Oh, yeah. No, I have no issue with your analysis there. I, I think you're exactly dead on. Yeah. Now, so go ahead. I'm going to I'll go into some of the good of the draft since I've. Well, any, anything more in the cruiserweight division, because I think it's interesting that we may not see as many cruiserweights as we thought. I think we're going to and Finn Balor being a headliner. You know, I, I said it on Twitter. I, I said, you know, Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, Neville being the headliners of Twitter. And what I got in response was nothing about Sami Zayn, nothing about uh, other than, you know, some people not realizing he was billed at 205. Nothing about Neville, nothing about Zayn. What I got was, do you think they really brought up Finn Balor just to put him as a cruiserweight and not into the world title contention? And my answer to that is 100% yes. They didn't bring up Finn Balor to be in the world title contention. May he be someday? Yeah. I think they brought him up to be one of the headliners of that cruiserweight division. And is that a bad thing? No, I think if he establishes up in the cruiserweight division, he'll be fine to then make a run at the heavyweight title because his title run in NXT did very little for him. I think eventually he needs a heel turn into team with Gallows and Anderson on this raw roster and have a good heel run before turning him back face for that title run, so to speak. And you also have another option. You have a couple other options in here too, with the cruiserweight. I think eventually you'll, you'll fold in those stars with, with the guys from, from the tournament. Yeah. I mean, Xavier Woods could fit in here. Enzo Amore could fit in here. 
I mean, you have other guys you can also put in a cruiserweight division. So I think I, they're, they're well off here, I think. Uh, except with the exception of they didn't put Callisto on this roster. Yeah, that was, the, that was the weird one, Callisto. And, and maybe it's because, you know, all this talk about seeing him as the next Rey Mysterio, seeing him as the next Latino star. Uh, maybe you want to keep him out of the cruiserweight division, have him as a single going for the Intercontinental or U.S. title. Maybe that's still the direction for Callisto. Maybe they don't need him as a cruiserweight on that show. That that very well could be, too. Uh, it's very interesting, too, that if Neville Balor and Sami Zayn are the headliners of the cruiserweight division, that's three baby faces. Who's going to come in here and be the bad guy in the cruiserweight division? Yeah. You know, who, who's going to be that one guy? You always got Kofi Kingston, too. Kofi Kingston's on Raw. If they do Xavier Woods and Big E as heavyweights, as tag team, whatever, you have Kofi who can be a part of that cruiserweight division as well. Okay. What else, what else stood it. out to you? So that was the cruiserweights. That was probably the one thing that actually stood out to me the most as far as what the shows are going to look like. Uh, what mm-hmm. was your what was your top uh, pick from this show? Uh, there, there's a few things um, I thought I thought was a gr- like I said before, I think it's a great idea to get Dean Ambrose away from Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. And oh, yeah. I thought oh, and yeah. th- this is and this is my backtracking points. I thought the Dean Ambrose promo on Raw was spectacular. And I thought the Seth Rollins one would have been a transcendent promo. If he had just talked into the camera, that's all that needed. Because he, he's got to talk to us, right? He can't be talking oh, to nobody. Yeah, it was such a great promo. Yeah. And I think I think Seth Rollins as a number one pick was a great idea for Stephanie as opposed to doing the Austin McMahon dynamic with yeah. Ambrose. I think, I think it's a really strong idea. And uh, Rollins kind of being the former flunky, it, it makes sense logically that way. I thought that was really good. I think they did a good job of putting importance on the women's title with Charlotte. Um, I, I'm of the opinion that the strategy of what they did, and while I may not like all the picks they did with it, but the strategy with NXT was very, very smart and about how I thought it would go down. You focus on one male single star, one female star, and a tag team. I thought that was very, very smart of them. I wish they had introduced them on this show mm-hmm. since you had so many eyeballs. Well, uh, I, that I, was kind of a mistake. I kind of like the idea. They did it and they put the videos out on YouTube, but they didn't do it on the actual show. I liked the idea of having the performance center draft room with all the NXT people in there and you have video cuts to the performance center. And oh, did when, they? They didn't see that. They did it on YouTube because they show you Nia Jax getting drafted. They show you Alexa Bliss getting drafted and it's emotional and they're crying and everyone is hugging them and they're so excited. I would have liked to see that stuff on the actual TV show. Be like ESPN who has these draft candidates at home with their families. I I would have loved to have seen when Nia Jax got drafted. Yes. Everything on on that network show should have been on the TV show. The Cesaro interview was fantastic. The Enzo cast. Kevin Owens thing was okay, I thought. But, I mean, overall, everything that they were doing on that network show, which I wanted to watch more, but, you know, I hate watching two screens at the same time. It drives me insane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't do it at the same time. But it's interesting, too, because a lot of the stuff being talked about today and what will be talked about the rest of this week was stuff that happened on that NXT or that uh, network exclusive show. The mm-hmm. Alberto Del Rio interview, the Cesaro interview, the the clips from the Performance Center when everyone gets drafted. Those are the stuff that's getting talked about right now and it's cool stuff and i i don't need all of it on the tv right. show but some of it would being on the tv show at least at least make it like a draft presentation that you see on espn or you see yeah, on have, nfl network have some fun with this this is yeah. the time to have fun and mock sports a little bit that you so desperately want to do and you know they want to mock the nfl and the nba and things like that 
do that here. That's all I really, really wanted out of this draft. And I, you know, but, you know, they have the live how the crowd came to see matches. We need to, you know, Kevin, like, uh, no Kevin, Owens, these Kevin Owens in the draft room getting drafted mm-hmm. and he's celebrating. And all of a sudden, Sami Zayn comes in and jumps on him and punches him in the face and being mad about being 18, you know, or, or whatever. That's that, you know, one other real positive, I think, and one opportunity here. I think they have a really good chance if they really sat down and had some thought about it, which is not their strong point to rehab Becky Lynch. I think her going this high, even as a reactionary pick that brawl on SmackDown, which was outstanding, get her away from the puns and the wacky character she's been and make her the great wrestling standout. She could be here. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you have Alexa Bliss now who also has the pun problem. And I think Alexa Bliss has a lot of room to grow on this roster, even as a blonde afterthought, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. She does, but she's young and she has time and she can really expand on that heel kicker. But, but Becky Lynch here, get her away from Natty after this feud and really start to build her with, say, squash matches and things of that nature, you can really do something here with her being away from the Charlotte Sasha big shadow that they cast in that division. Um, other than that, you know, my reactions are mostly, I, I, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't take advantage of the tag team rule at least once. They, they put it out there as kind of a checkoff's gun and they never shot it in the third they, act. They did it in the network show. Who they split? The social outcasts. Oh, that's right. That's right. Bo Dallas. And yeah. Okay. Even though right. they ended up on the same show, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas ended up on the same <laughs> show anyway. So you could have gotten yeah. all the social outcasts without having to waste a pick. Okay. Raw. I mean, what were you doing? Mick Foley there. You could have you wasted a pick and you didn't get an extra person that you could have then fired if you wanted to. Now he Slater's out there. Maybe, maybe he becomes a huge star on SmackDown and wins their world title. Guess what? Mick Foley, you screwed that up. You screwed mm-hmm. that up. Mick Foley, you are to blame. A telling, telling negative is how how lo- how long it took Apollo Cruz to get drafted. How far is this guy? Yeah, he's nobody. See after WrestleMania, Dra- my goodness, because he went to SmackDown, right? Yeah, yeah. Drafted by Mister New Era himself, like the guy who brought you into the company, has seen how far you fell and doesn't want you anymore. He was drafted after Alexa Bliss, and I think Mojo Raleigh. Uh, he was drafted right before Alexa Bliss. Oh, okay, my fault. Uh, but he was drafted after the Ascension. He was drafted <laughs> after uh, Kane, drafted after the Usos. Mr. New Era drafted behind Dolph Ziggler, who's been there forever. But hey, Shane did pick Baron Corbin pr- relatively early. And that's a New Era pick right there. Who is American Alpha going to feud with coming out, of the, coming out of the gate on SmackDown? Ascension? Brizongo? Brizongo, actually, probably. Brizongo? Yeah. yeah. Vaude villains are there. Hey, you got a couple of tag teams. You also got Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley on the same show. So I'm at, at some point, I think after Battleground, if Zack Ryder doesn't win the title, he's going to be part of that team with the hype bros. Brizongo needs some cool double team moves yeah. now, yep. yesterday, and then they can really, that could be a good program. With American Alpha, that really could that could be oh, could revival. Be that could be that could be revival esque. That could be yeah. those matches. That could be awesome. Um, yeah. Now, as far as the draft itself, as far as the actual picks, because I I don't think the actual picks matter in a whole lot of ways. Uh, just like where where everyone ends up, I think is what really matters. But but the first round was pretty good. I mean, you have Seth Rollins. That pick makes sense. I mean, he was in the world title match that night. He's also in the world title match at Battleground. So 
if you're confident he's going to win, plus he's young and he he's your favorite guy, picking him first ahead of Dean Ambrose makes a lot of sense. Like I, I was questioning last week, would not picking Dean make any sense at all? And, and that pick, that's the one. Like if, if Stephanie would have picked Brock Lesnar or would have picked uh, John Cena first, that pick makes no sense. But picking Seth there absolutely makes sense. Then you have Daniel Bryan picking Dean Ambrose. So, of course, Dean Ambrose is the world champion. Charlotte, good pick. You want a women's division? You got the champion there. AJ Styles, hey, have no problems with that one, too. This is a guy that's battling John Cena, has got a win over John Cena. If you're thinking Dean Ambrose is your champion, AJ Styles is a guy that can give you big main events for the title. And then Finn Balor, because they wanted some new blood, and he's also going to be what I feel and there's no official announcement on this. There's nothing we know that sends us this way other than Finn Balor is under the 205 weight limit. Uh, Finn Balor is going to be a big star in your cruiserweight division. I actually really like the first round, even though you didn't get a John Cena, you didn't get a Roman Reigns. The first round made probably the most sense of any round in this draft. I think the first couple rounds were fine for me where the wheels came off again, where the one after another Becky Lynch and Jericho, when you had the, you had your Intercontinental champ, you had your U.S. champ, and you had Kevin Owens. And even Enzo and Cass, who have a lot of heat behind them, still on the board. I'll, I'll tell and you that, this. That right. just kind of felt like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. We had, uh, you had uh, John Cena, then, well, you had Roman Reigns, then you had John Cena, then you had Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, kind of getting to that level there. The New Day, absolutely, you want, you want tag teams on your show. Bray Wyatt is where the wheels fell off to me. Bray Wyatt being picked on SmackDown. And that's just, and that's just one before, I mean... That's one okay. before Zane. Well, no, you had Sasha. Did, did, wasn't Zane before Bray? No. Okay, I have that mixed up then. Well, we had so one Seth Dean. I, I should go to the WWE website for this round, but I don't believe so. And 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 the thing is, you have Intercontinental and you have U.S. title holders still on the board at the Bray Wyatt pick. So that's yeah. where that's where it started to go down. Now Becky okay. Lynch. Nothing against Becky Lynch either, because you know we love Becky Lynch. Oh yeah, but. Picking her as a reaction as a reactionary pick to Sasha Banks when the women's championship is on the other show and you're only doing it to spite the other show. I, I hate those spite picks every once mm-hmm. in a while. Maybe one a draft is cool. You know, when when Vince and uh, when Vince was doing it in the very first draft, that was cool. It was kind of it was kind of fun because you have GMs who are going that that big Vince flair segment where they're drafting one after the other like rapid fire because they're all just trying to react to the other's picks. You can do something like that, but picking Becky Lynch for no other purpose but to uh, to take a woman away from Raw and SmackDown is a little silly to me. When you have champions on the board, um, you hey, listen, you missed out of Charlotte. You missed out mm-hmm. on her. Move on. No. And then after that, it, the, it was fine after the Lynch Jericho picks up until they pick Natty ahead of Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. And Cesaro. Come on. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shane realized that, hey, I need someone to wrestle Becky Lynch because I got no one else. Uh, Like, we've gone a couple (laughs) of rounds here. Because he had Becky Lynch, Raw taking Chris Jericho before the Intercontinental Champion. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't, uh, I I didn't like some of the picks there, but after, at the end of the day, I'm not going to, I'm not going to harp on where everyone was picked. I, you know, I just want to see the finished product of the shows. Now, I agree. Raw has a lot more depth. Would you agree with that, that Raw has a lot more depth on the show, but the star power right now at least is on SmackDown at the very top. But once you get past the very top, yeah, SmackDown is hurting for a no, mid-card and undercard. No, I don't agree. I don't. Okay, go ahead. What what don't you agree with? Sorry, you, you cut out for a second. Go ahead. No, what I, don't you agree with? 
all these top matches, you know, you have Cena Orton, Cena Styles, Ambrose Wyatt, which we've seen. Ambrose Orton? You you have, you can mix and match there. You have people. Yeah, I, you you have that. But you that's have, the only really have, fresh one. You also have opportunity while you have John Cena on your show, while you have AJ Styles on your show, while you have Dean Ambrose on your show, while you have Randy Orton on your show. That's a pretty good top four, by the way, because the raw top four includes Brock Lesnar, who's not going to be there ever. You know, while you have those guys, you can build up the Apollo cruises. Now, this is the issue whether they will or not, but you have the opportunity to build up an Apollo cruise, to build up Alberto Del Rio again in the top spot. You can make you can make these stars more important now that you have time for them. And now while the top isn't roadblocked right now, yes, I, I think can. the top four on you SmackDown have that potential. Will they? No. OK, well, that, they will. that's your cynicism. That's fine. You've earned it because they've done that for you and they've done it to a lot of us. But as far as the top four, the top four on SmackDown blows away the top four on Raw blows it away. I guess I just have more interest in saying Seth and Finn. Yeah, but there, but there's you're okay. Seeing Seth, Seth and Finn together or seeing them separately just in general. Okay. Well, that could be, I have, I have more interest in, and I have a lot of interest in those two guys as well. Seeing what they're going to do on the rosters, especially if Finn Balor is in there every week with Sami Zayn and with Neville. Absolutely. You give a, you give me NXT main events from a year ago now on raw. That'd be great. Yeah, the evolution of Dean is the one thing that interests me on SmackDown. Yes, That's the, what I want to The evolution of Dean, AJ Styles, love it. John Cena, star power guy. May not be our favorite guy. I, lo- I love John Cena. John Cena is one of the best all time. What are they uh, going to do with AJ now that he's separated from the club? That's 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 intriguing, but at the same time, I'm just like, represent okay. Represent the club and be a single. What he was doing well, before he was part of the club. That's true, but part of his act was kind of being the the crap talking small guy who just let the bigger guys go in there and beat up. Dudes. Yeah. But, I mean, but what's going to be better. It, say they put a world title on SmackDown. What's going to be better in the world title picture. The, the small guy who's letting the big dudes do all the fighting for him or AJ styles pre the club. Yeah. No, I, if they do that, <laughs> if they do that, that'll be great. I think, I think styles Orton's probably going to be the main program on SmackDown uh, after Sur- SummerSlam. Okay. AJ styles, Randy Orton. Another dream match, by the way, which also uh, which also makes me again ask, how the hell is Randy Orton going to lose to Brock Lesnar? He's mm. going to he's going to be your top one of your top guys, possibly top heel. On or maybe even top babyface if John Cena's not there every week, John Cena not working yeah. the house shows, but I would imagine he'll be on TV weekly. If John Cena gets hurt, if any of these top guys get hurt, that's a real problem. Yes. With the brand split. Because you don't have that much depth on the top. But if you're looking at all the guys who are healthy, the top for SmackDown to me is better than the top for Raw. It's where you get after the top that really hurts SmackDown. Their yes. depth is not that great. Your your next level is Alberto Del Rio and Apollo Crews and what Callisto, probably. That's your next level. Your your semi-main event is uh is not going to be a barn burner. Bray Wyatt? I have a dumb question. Okay. Are we getting secondary women's and tag champs or is that going to be a floating belt? Oh, I, I think we're getting secondary because they've said no, nothing at any point about the tag champs floating or the women's champion floating. I think we're going to get secondary belts or else, you know, on house shows, it's fine. If you put Becky Lynch out there with uh, Alexa bliss in a match on a house show, mm-hmm. but what are they wrestling for on SmackDown? What are they wrestling yeah. for? 
That, that's a simple. It's, it's as simple as that. You have to be wrestling for something. Imagine, imagine all the champions being on. Uh, if Kevin Owens were drafted to SmackDown, what would Kevin Owens be wrestling for? His whole idea is to wrestle for a title. He's got no title on his show. Assuming Dean Ambrose loses it at Battleground. There's a question. Well, actually, we'll save that to our Battleground preview portion. But yeah, I, you have to have something. So I'm seeing tag titles. I am seeing the Cruiserweight Championship obviously being added. And I'm seeing a, uh, a women's championship being added. So that's three new championships without them even addressing the world title, which we're also probably going to get on whichever show after Battleground does not True. have a championship. So that's four new championships. Four of them spread out over two shows. I think we're getting that. Okay. I think we're getting that. Uh, any chance that uh, the Intercontinental Championship, which is currently on SmackDown, and the U.S. title, which is currently on Raw, any chance that uh, they do this battleground gimmick where they flip those two belts? Rusev is fighting Zack Ryder, who was drafted by SmackDown. SmackDown's The Miz is wrestling a Raw guy. Mm-hmm. There's be- definitely that chance. There's definitely that chance. But are there two mid-card title matches that have ever meant less than than Zack Ryder and Darren Young being your contenders for yeah, them? It's, oh, yeah, it's... Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I, I was intrigued by the draft. I was, uh, I was hating all... I was hating a lot of the comments I was getting. I'm not saying they're unfounded. There's a lot of criticism that can mu- be made. I didn't rant. I didn't rant as much as I thought I would. You did. That's that's no. interesting. You did, okay. You did I, really I was good. a good boy. You had. You did. Boy. You did very well there. Yeah. And I'd like a treat now. Give me. Uh, no. No. <laughs> um. You can go teach some double team moves to Brizongo. That's your treat. That is so weird and open to interpretation. Let's move on. WWE Battleground 2016 is uh, happening on Sunday. We are going to be live for our possibly fourth show this week after uh, Battleground on the YouTube channel. Go subscribe right now to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash YouTube. Go right now and join into the fun on Sunday nights. Uh, Battleground 2016 is really, uh, it was set up obviously by this draft. This is the pay-per-view that really will tell us where the championships are going because like we talked about, the Intercontinental title is on the line. The U.S. title is on the line against different branded superstars. The tag team championships uh, not on the line because we have a six-man tag. John Cena and AJ Styles also in a six-man tag. Sami Zayn finishing up his stuff with Kevin Owens before presumably becoming the standard bearer for the uh, Cruiserweight division. And then, of course, the World Championship match. Two Raw guys versus one SmackDown guy. The return of Roman Reigns as well. We also got a women's tag team match, so no women's championship on the line. We start with the women's tag team match because it also also uh, talks about the draft a little bit and the fact that Bailey from NXT was not drafted, which I thought could happen. I, I think I had her in my six when we talked about this on the last show. I was hedging between Bailey and someone else, Samoa Joe, maybe. Uh, I was hedging on that. As we're watching the draft and that Bailey's not getting drafted, it actually made a lot more sense that they wouldn't draft Bailey, that she would just show up as a surprise. So could Bailey still show up as a surprise to help Sasha Banks against Charlotte and Dana Brooke in this tag team match? Or is it going to be someone else? I want to tell you it's going to be Bailey. I'd love to tell you it's going to be Bailey. I have been hammered by a certain friend of the show, though, that is going to be Naomi. 
So I'm going to go with the cynical pick and say Naomi. And I don't know if it's necessarily cynical. Naomi's Naomi's somewhat popular. I think the fans want Bailey. It's yes, the fans want Bailey. I want Bailey. You want Bailey. We all want Bailey. We're getting Naomi. (laughs) Now that would be interesting for one reason too: is Naomi is not on the show with those three. Correct. She could get the nice send off after the win and they hug and oh, it's team bad. And this is uh, and they may never see each other. Yeah, for because Naomi, Naomi was drafted to SmackDown. So that could be interesting because if you have Naomi and Sasha Banks win over Charlotte, then that gives Naomi some some yeah. heat coming into the women's division and SmackDown, which is definitively a lesser women's division. Oh, if you oh, look at sure. that roster. Good Lord. Because who is who is and the, the roster is Eva Marie Carmella. Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Becky, and Natalia. And Natalia. Yep. Yeah. That's that's your women's division on SmackDown. Yeah, that's true. And if you bring up Bailey and she's on Raw, that's pretty crowded. Now you have Sasha Banks again getting blocked by somebody. She got blocked by Becky Lynch earlier this year for her Charlotte singles match. Now she would be getting blocked in a way, too, with Bailey, most likely, in some <laughs> form or another. Um, I think Bailey is an okay chance. Uh, Naomi, yeah. Naomi is also another possibility. It's going to be one of those two. I really feel it's not going to be Nia Jax. I don't think you draft Nia Jax and then she just shows up and says, hey, I can help you now, Sasha. Yeah, and my feeling was always if Bailey was going to be drafted, she'd be drafted over to SmackDown. Right. Just just because they'd blow <laughs> the money that's in 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 best or the money that could be made with her by building her up on the on the on the brand of that seems secondary and toe in the water. And we're not sure of putting her on the flagship and she may take away from Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. I I'm going with Naomi going with Naomi to be the tag team partner for Sasha Banks. Uh, yeah. So one of those two interesting, uh, you know, one of the, one of the big draws for the show is who is going to be Sasha Banks's partner did not get the answer on SmackDown. Six-man tag team match, one of two six-man tag team matches. The New Day going up against the Wyatt family. These, effectively, these two have been drafted to different shows. Bray Wyatt is going to be on SmackDown. The New Day all on Raw. So this is the last time these three, these six, can battle each other. Uh, any any ramifications on either one winning? Do you, I, I mean, I would give the win to the New Day, right? Because they're the ones staying as a unit, whereas Bray Wyatt is not staying as a unit with the Wyatt family. And there's... There's also another tag team that was kind of split up, even though they were all listed individually. We talked on Monday about how they were all listed individually. They did indeed separate them. And now Rowan and Braun, I believe, are off on their own. Yeah, Bray got the strong win on Xavier on on the SmackDown. I think the New Day win. And I think they win because Bray, not Bray, but because Strowman and Eric Rowan end up fighting. Oh my and God. I think that's how, and that's how they separate it to go into the two different brands. I just realized I'm looking at the draft rosters again because I honestly forgot where Eric Rowan went. Rowan went to SmackDown, so the same show as yeah, Bray. Bray. So Braun is all by himself on Raw. Yeah, so so Braun is going to break away from the Wyatts oh somehow. That's gonna cost. That's gonna cost them the match, I think. Okay, so the New Day wins. Yeah, it would, it would make the most sense for New Day to win. They're the ones staying as a unit, whereas Bray Wyatt's going. Uh, I would assume that Bray Wyatt's going to be part of a singles run on SmackDown, but I guess if Rowan's going too, they can still do tag team stuff. There could be another heel tag team on the show. No, I think Rowan's going to go back to being a Vintner. Okay. All right. (laughs) Change of character. That's happening. uh, That's happened before on these drafts. Change up the character a little bit. Uh, Rusev versus Zack Ryder. Rusev and Zack Ryder for the uh, WWE US Championship. Rusev goes in as champion. If Zack Ryder wins, he brings the belt 
to SmackDown, Rusev on Raw. Is Zack Ryder the one to end this uh, this small push of Rusev? Oh, man. Could, I could, don't... He, could he win two championships in the same calendar year as Zack Ryder? And then lose them the next day in the same calendar year? I think that's a possibility. Hey, hey, Zack's on SmackDown. He would have it for at least two days. Because there's a part of me that thinks they're going to give that other belt to Darren Young. There is a very good chance, I think, of that happening to oh, give I, him I do some too. steam. So I think it, it, it all depends on that for me, if that's the plan. So I'm going to temper it. If this goes on first, oh, man, if it goes on first, then 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 that'll tell you everything you need to know right there. Can you imagine the reactions of people if... Uh... And it could be because that's that's where they introduced Mojo. Yeah, maybe. To help him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very well. I I, I could see Mojo coming in, helping out Zack Ryder. Yeah, that could happen. If both the U.S. Championship and Intercontinental Championship end up on the same show, it's going to be a lot of fury. No, that won't happen, but but it'll be... It's either an all or nothing. It's either switch or none of them switch. I'm going to go cynically and say neither of them switch, but I hold out the possibility. All right, so Miz and Darren Young, obviously, uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, Darren Young continuing the gimmick of uh, slipping on banana peels or winning in without actually winning. He wins the matches, but he's not really the reason why he's winning. Does I something think, like that I continue? Think Dar- mm, I think Darren Young gets a visual pin, but I don't think he wins the title. Okay, all right. So Darren uh, Young still has to be made great again by back- Bob Backlund, and we'll see if he goes for the other uh, other championship, the U.S. Championship. Possibly. Becky Lynch and Natalia is on the main show, it looks like. Becky Lynch and Natalia in a singles match. Both of these women are staying on SmackDown. Uh nothing nothing to gain here. There there's no championship on the line. Becky Lynch, Natalia. What do you think? This is AJ Styles and Jericho at WrestleMania. They should put Becky over here. This is where Becky should go over strong as well. Strong. There's a part of me saying Natty wins, <laughs> but I'm going with Becky Lynch against my better cynical instincts. Okay. Up against your you? better cynical instincts, you say. Better, yes. Better cynical. Okay. My cynical instincts rarely do me wrong. They, they that's do? A, that's, uh-huh. a weird, that's a weird thing. When I'm, when I'm predicting matches and I'm thinking of it in Vince's mind, I usually yeah. don't, I usually figure it out. This one, I'm going to go against that and say they give it to Becky. What about you? I, um, Becky was standing tall after SmackDown. She was the one who came in and, and rushed Natalia and beat her up. Mm-hmm. And that's part of my thinking and, and why I'm thinking that. <laughs> yeah. And maybe what I want to know is what they're going to do with a women's championship on that brand if they have one. Because you can have Natalia win. Maybe she's given the championship on the next SmackDown. Maybe they wrestle again for a championship, and that's when Becky Lynch wins. Because I could see something like that where Natalia wins this match, and then, oh, there's a title on the line, and Becky Lynch being, you know, one of the only option really on SmackDown. They do a, a title match on SummerSlam, and that's when and Becky that Lynch would wins. Be the, that would be the way they'd go, too, man. You make a good case on that, and I think it's absolutely dumb. <laughs> I think I think you should give it to Becky and have Becky win it both. But man, I think you you have me very close to changing my mind. 
And I think I am. You're right. Oh no, God. that's how they're going to do it. I, I that's exactly it. how they're going to do it. Oh, this terrible oh, wrestling Rob, pundit just made you Rob, change your mind. No, but Rob, you, you appealed to my hurt and broken prognosticator child inside me. <laughs> Six man tag team match. John Cena, Enzo, and Big Cass no longer on the same show. Enzo and Cass were selected by Raw. John Cena on SmackDown against the club. Again, separated. AJ Styles on SmackDown. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson going to Raw. The club's expanding is the way Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson were selling this one. It's not that they're breaking up. It's not that they're split up. The club is now holding reins over over two brands, basically. They're expanding. Uh, This obviously, to me, should set up Enzo and Cass against Gallows and Anderson over there on Raw, and it should set up Cena and AJ Styles for a SummerSlam match that very well could be for a SmackDown championship. Mm-hmm. I feel like AJ Styles and Cena at SummerSlam is going to be for a championship, and we'll we'll talk about that one when we get to it, if that's indeed the case, as we go into SummerSlam. But AJ Styles and John Cena have to come out strong here. I don't think either one of them can take the pin. And I don't necessarily know if it matters who does win, but I'll go with John Cena, Enzo and Big Cass with like probably Big Cass pinning Gallows. I think Big Cass pins Anderson, but I think you're right. And I think they get the send off. Same same to, thing, to, right? To split, to, to split Enzo, Cass and Cena. And then, and then, you know, basically on the first SmackDown, AJ blames the club, right. a little bit of dissension, but they're still friends. But hey, I'm happy to be away from them and to show what the club can do on its own here. You know, kind of that type of thing, possibly. Yeah. So, but no, I think the faces go over here. All righty, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, a singles match, not for any championship, and most likely in my mind, they're going to be split up not by show, but by division. After this one, Kevin Owens will go back to winning a title or go back to fighting for a title. Sami Zayn will go into the cruiserweight division. Uh, Kevin Owens, to me, I think has to win. But if Sami Zayn's going to be a figurehead of that cruiserweight division, he should probably be the one that goes over. I, Either way, I'm excited for the match. I'm looking forward to finally them having a one-on-one chance on pay-per-view. I, I really want to see this one. And it's going to tell us a lot about where they go on Raw with their, with their mid-card based on what happens here. This is a tough one. Yeah, for, for, for prediction, very tough. But I, I'm going to go in enjoying it. And we'll worry yeah. about uh, we'll worry about where they each go afterwards because I I'm fairly certain where Sami Zayn's going to go. Uh, Kevin Owens, I don't know, and maybe they'll play off into something that happened on that Kane segment. I hope there's a reason in in storyline why that Kane segment happened. Like I can talk about what made sense and what didn't make sense, but if they don't have a story of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn saying, "Hey, after this match, we just got to go our separate ways." I know we hate each other, and I know we were best friends, but we can't keep fighting because neither of us are doing any good. Something's got to happen because right now it's just me making thoughts in my mind about why that Kane segment happened. Because in TV land, that Kane segment happened just because these two dorks were fighting and Kane had enough of it. Yeah, I think for me, I think Sami Zayn needs a win here. Okay. And it might be a banana peel type win. You know, it might be a roll up or something like that where it doesn't really settle it, but it holds it off for now. But I don't think you can I don't think you can give Owens a win here and then move on. Cause I don't think Sammy's the type of guy who would just let go of that in terms of what this his story character is. hasn't been. Sam- yeah, his character hasn't right. been. He's he's been hanging on to it ever since he debuted at the Royal Rumble. I mean, this is seven mm-hmm. months now. 
of the same yeah. thing between these two guys, and which is which I is fine. Also- they they split them up enough to where on they haven't been fighting obviously on every single pay per view one on one. They've been in these multi man matches. They've been fighting for titles. They've been fighting for a reason. But right now, battleground is where they finally finish their fight, and it's over between the two of them. And they separate. They go their separate ways. They stay on Raw, but they're not going to get in each other's way. I think it's very important that you do something to make sure that they that they know. They can't get in each other's way because it's hurting both of them. Like mutually, they have to stop fighting for the betterment of both of them. Okay. Let me put this to you then. This is where we get the schmaz double pin type finish. Where they're both so exhausted from fighting each other, but they each have an arm on each other's body. No. And you get the double pin. So it's kind of like one of those begrudging. Jeff. Well, we settled it. Did they though? No, they did not settle it. If they both get a pin here. I'm trying to yeah. figure out ways that they can separate and make it all sense to why they'd be separating. And you're here giving That's, me double pins that would cause well, so the, I, another, I, another match at SummerSlam. They got it all out of their system and maybe one's not better than the other. Maybe that's how you do it. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, just don't, I just don't think I think you do that because I think eventually they're going to team down the road. I think you have to do somehow a finish where neither one gets pinned and there's a begrudging, but not complete. Um, Respect there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about out. them. I'm not worried about them teaming up in the future. I don't think you have to do anything this week that no, no, sets no, no, up no. them teaming in the future. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. Just the subtle thing. Not, not, not a. Ooh, wow. Now they've settled their beefs. They're going to shake hands afterwards. No, I don't want any of that stuff. But just kind of a. It still. It wasn't settled. Kind of how to speak, but it was at the same times, and that's the only way I can think of finishing that that way i can't see either one of these guys taking a pin here really and having it be settled the wwe championship the triple threat dean ambrose roman reigns seth rollins this will be uh, roman reigns's uh, first tv back since being suspended no idea if he's going to work any of the house shows this weekend because i believe he comes off his suspension thursday it's either thursday or friday and they have house shows on friday and saturday leading up to battleground so he could come back on a house show prior to the pay-per-view but Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, the two Raw guys going up against SmackDown guy Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose going in as a champion, defended it twice this week. He's also de- he's not defending, however, the WWE Linear Championship. The Linear Championship can only be decided in singles matches, one-on-one. So Dean Ambrose is safe from that. However, Jeff, <laughs> does Dean Ambrose... Really? I didn't know that. Okay. It's one-on-one. It's as if it were boxing. If it were real, can only win, the, win or lose the title in a one-on-one scenario, Jeff. For more on that, linear. yeah, go go search the linear championship at Voices of Wrestling. But uh, who walks out as the current sole WWE world champion at this pay-per-view? The smart move would be to have either Dean walk out or Seth and Dean both pin Roman. And then you can give Seth a belt on Raw. I... My... Hold on. Uh, on, on the double I'm, pin I'm, on the double pin note before you continue. They teased that on Raw, obviously. They teased the double pin as something that uh could happen. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is how they split up the title, and then you go to the network two minutes later and they just, you know, said, never mind, it was a draw, whatever. Mm-hmm. The, it tells me the fact that they did the double pin there tells me they're not gonna do it again. There's gonna be some exactly. other way. I don't know what they're gonna do. Everything in my being says Seth walks out with the title and they do a tournament to hype up SmackDown in which your finals will be decided at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. AJ Styles and John Cena. They somehow got back together there. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be, I think for the SmackDown side, Dean Ambrose has his little run here, but I agree. I mm-hmm. think he's out of the title picture after this. I don't think he retains it and keeps staying in the title picture. I think they're going to give it to the Cena and Styles program. And I think AJ Styles could very well win that championship. But if John Cena wins the championship, hey, you have John Cena, your biggest star. He's the world champion on the show you're trying to build up. And, you know, it's going live. They're trying to make it equal to Raw. John Cena being the champ of that show absolutely makes sense, too. There's a lot of different ways they can go, obviously. If I'm making one prediction... I think Seth Rollins wins the championship or they do your idea of some type of double pin, even though I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I think the fact that they teased it on Raw about the double pin makes it unlikely it'll happen on Sunday. But that is also at the same time. A way to work around having these dual brands and no champion on the other brand, as well as giving a viable claim while you why you should have two champions and why you should have two championships. So that's something that could very well happen. But I'll go I'll go Seth Rollins wins. They make him the first pick. He wins the title. And then your top feud on Raw is Seth and Roman. While Dean just uh, goes away, basically fades out into the blue, literally on SmackDown. And he's uh, upper mid Carter, but not in the world title picture. I think the only thing keeping them from doing a pure Seth win is the fact that they'll take a look back and go, look, on Raw, we now have the women's champion. We have the tag team champions. We're going to have the cruiserweight champion. We need a real champion on SmackDown other than the Intercontinental or U.S. title. So we're going to put the world, and it's our new show. We need the title holder on that show to begin with. So that's the only thing making me think Dean has to retain this belt in some fashion while giving Seth an out to have a belt on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with uh, no double pin or anything like that. Seth wins. He just wins. Maybe he pins Dean. And then SmackDown decides on their first show on Tuesday after the pay-per-view. Then, hey. Oh, no. Ro- Roman's taking the pin. I think Roman oh, think is so? taking the pin or the loss as punishment. That's okay. The, that's his. And, the, and then it becomes part of his redemption story. I hope we don't get a redemption story because it's not going to work out well for him. That redemption story is not going to work. Oh, you and I know that. Vince McMahon doesn't know that. Bad idea. Bad idea. Redemption story. Oh, it's going to be cringeworthy. Keep keep chopping on the iTunes. You had the right phrasing. Cringeworthy. It's going to be cringeworthy if Roman Reigns is trying to do a redemption story on that. I don't buy it. But hey, I, walking out of the title. So last call, walking out with the title. On Battleground, I have Seth Rollins. You have who? I have Dean Ambrose. There it is. Dean Ambrose, I'll take Seth. I'm basically the Stephanie McMahon here. You are the Shane McMahon. I am the one who has all the cool jokes. You are the one who sweats profusely in the first minute of a TV show. That's who we are. That's who we are. I also also have a goat face. Jeff, was I an insufferable mark for myself tonight? No, you were you were quite good today, I think. You're always quite good. I like you. I wouldn't be doing the show if I didn't. I made him say that, folks, because I'm an insufferable mark for myself. Mm-hmm. And he paid me. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.